that question is so loaded, John. I don't even know where to start well, with that. Well, question. well, well I, I listen, guess, I guess, I guess the problem is, is. And by the way, John, I love that question. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting. This is an interesting. What's the solution here? Show up, understand your part, and just crush it. Pay-per-click, social media, we can talk about all this stuff, but what really matters is patient experience, that wow factor. Please, are you listening to yourself? Come on. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. So sit back, take notes, and listen. Oh, oh I love this. This is going to be fun. Startup Uncensored, the questions you have with the truths you need to hear. And now your hosts, Michael Dincio and John Bertagni. All right, all right, what is going on? We got David James from Real Score episode three or two episode I two do. two. I uh, I'm I'm crazy excited about this. Why? Because it truly is the first thing you need to do production wise, not vision, but production wise. Right. This is that first step. That makes it all possible. The vision and the demographics have to be aligned. And we wanted an expert, and we got one in David James. Welcome, my friend. And and, uh, and this is Startup Uncensored. Thanks for being a part of it. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. And John, I've had the unfortunate pleasure of knowing Mike for a while, but it's great to get to know you shortly here now. Yeah, you'll also think it's unfortunate. Very soon. <laughs> Very soon. Uh, and uh, of course, John, uh, my partner and co-host. Uh, well, thanks, uh, as always, my friend. Oh, my friend, it's great to see you. This is going to be a good one. This is, uh, as I was talking to David, this is a big part of the practice. Not only from day one, but you know, for day you know fifteen, day seventeen point two, the average time someone spends in a location. So let's pick it right. And let's pick the people around you and let's serve those communities appropriately for your vision. It's, 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 isn't it so amazing how there are so many team players throughout the whole process and they all play such a crucial part. And, and, and if the doctor isn't super clear about how all those pieces come together, you can get off the rails really quickly. Oh, hang on a second. The, the problem is, this crucial player oftentimes is not used. Bingo, bingo. You got that right. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're huge advocates, huge advocates for getting demographics going early. In my opinion, it's like the cheapest insurance to make sure hey, that... I gave you that line. You did? <laughs> Well, I did. I'm the one that gave you that line. Well, eight years ago, maybe, because I've been using it for a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> David, te- uh, tell us a little bit about you, your company, um, and and what you stand for. So when when I we, I got approached by somebody else in the, the dental industry that was frustrated with the fact that that location is so important to the whole process for any dentist. As a matter of fact, it's probably the most important factor that. It's going to determine how successful a practice is. So 
being a CFO, CPA, I did my research on the industry and realized that there were not any tools out there that were easily accessible to people that were web-based that could actually bring the technology down from these massive companies down to the individual person, like a dentist or someone like that, that could access it affordably, but still have access to the, the best data and that sort of thing. So we developed RealScore as a web engine to combine all the different aspects that you need to do and bring that down to something that's accessible to the common person. And then also the companies that serve them, you know, like manufacturers and yeah. consultants and lenders and that sort of thing. So, so and- let me ask you a question, David. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt because I like doing that every so often. So when, when we talk about like a real score, let, let's actually get into the name and the, and the, pro, the, pro, you know, the project that you, you know, brought to the industry. Is it almost like a walkability score for people that buy a house or that look, you know, things that are in proximity? It's actually giving a score to the important things around that, that dentist or that person that buys a house. Well, Am I on to something here? Yeah, that, that's a great question because, um, yeah, real score, actually, the real stands for real estate analysis and location score. Okay. Huh. But yeah. right now we're doing, we, we do reports and consulting, you know, reports on where to locate your practice, demographics, you know, that sort of thing. But the score part, we have an algorithm that we've created that we're probably going to be launching here in the next six months or so that does exactly what you said. Exactly like if you go and get a FICO score or something like that, that kind of gives you an idea of how, how credit worthy you are. This will do the same thing where basically any location for any practice type, we can actually provide a snapshot score of whether that location is suitable or not. Okay. That's, that's to, Yeah, go on, Mike. To, to that point, though, like there's going to be a few times that John, John and I are going to have to put this in layman terms because here's David with all of his analytical brain and, <laughs> and that's going to be amazing for all of our viewers and dentists and uh, practice owners because they're so analytical. So I could just imagine the conversations that you have with our clients, David. But what I would like to do in this interview is really put it in layman terms because I'm from Ohio, good or good or bad. I need I need you're a simpleton. I you're need, a simpleton. I'm a simpleton. I, I, I live in Ohio. Watch it, John. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh shoot, that didn't work. But the 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 way the way I'm hearing that is that you got big corporate, you got Starbucks, right? Bam, Starbucks, you got Starbucks, you got Target, you got all of these big corporates and they're looking at these scores, they're looking at these metrics to make sure that it's gonna work for them in their area. And what you're telling me is the you've created something for dentists, for that small business, something that's affordable to look at similar numbers like they do. Is that what I'm hearing? That's exactly, that's exactly right. And to boil it down into layman's terms. Oh my God, you're so smart. What? what? <laughs> a little too much product placement this morning, I think, already, right? <laughs> but to boil it down in layman's terms, okay, if the listeners or viewers of this don't remember anything else from this, remember this. Location is the number one factor that's going to determine how successful your practice is. Okay, mm. yet it's the most overlooked factor when you're looking at you know looking at all the different aspects of starting a practice. You know, you get tied up into you know lending and equipment and and operational things, all those sort of things. But then location is kind of like, oh shoot, we need to deal with this. Okay. Why? Well, that's I want to get into that because. You know, you you talked about your location strategy, right? 
you know, and, and, and really what, how does that apply to the real life on the streets? Right. This strategy. Real life on the streets. Yeah. When I found out when I was talking to Dennis again during the due diligence process is that most of them, in order to solve this problem, would either talk to a commercial broker right off the bat or they would get in their car and they would just drive around looking for a busy corner or an intersection. By the way, that's calling that number off that 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 building that's the dumbest thing you can do oh you took so the right out of my that's mouth my main takeaway okay. from this we get we get a ton of requests from people that'll that'll contact us say hey i got a location i think is great let's run the competition ratios and the demographics and let's see if this works well i'm here to tell you that it works about 5% of the time wait let me let me Not- make sure let me make sure i'm understanding that so i i know that there's a lot of great real estate folks out there, probably a lot of, you know, average, average, real, just like anything else. There's a lot of average brokers, but the ones that are dental specific, they kind of pride themselves on doing a pseudo demographic themselves. I guess yeah. my, my question is, um, I would have to think that someone lives and breathes this stuff like you do. I would have to think that you got a little bit more than they do. So is that, am I miss, am I, am I onto something there? What we can do with commercial brokers is I've saved a ton of them days and weeks of driving around, looking at things by doing the process correctly up front. And I can, when I can go through that process later on when you want me to, but, but there's a process we go through that finds the right pockets to focus on up front rather than just driving around and looking at buildings and trying to, and then looking at demographics, because if you start with demographics, you're making a massive mistake. You've got to start. Before so, that. Yeah, no. And, and this is, this is a great point. And I, and I love this because what happens here, we take your fee, right? Whatever it might be. And you work alongside a real estate you know, broker that we're going to say we want it. We want it to be dental specific because right. we want this to be a process of predictability, right? So we take your process and we overlay that with a dental specific broker along with the vision statement, right? Follow me. Yep. Suddenly, we amortize this over a ten-year lease. I mean, we're talking pennies for what the return on this investment of working with David James and his demographic studies and his location strategy. This is, this is, this is like buying new big pens every month. Like this is needs to be done because it's so important. Mike, I'm going to give you the floor because you want to talk so badly. I can't even believe it. To me, to me. Oh my gosh. To me. um, Have some more coffee, Mike. It's not even, I I need some to, to me. It's not even a question about the, the cost of your service, David. Let's get off that. I'm I'm right. over it. I'm over it already because it's so it's so cheap compared compared to the rest of this whole game. The fact that you're on the program, we already believe in it. The cost is irrelevant. It's the cheapest insurance. The question, really, though, is the the raw data and how the broker used that raw data to find that perfect spot. So. It's expensive if if the the score or the data uh, isn't good. It's a waste, right? So so then the, the 
the question is, is how do you how do you help these brokers and doctors pinpoint the the corner or the uh, zip code or whatever? Like get into some of that because that's what matters. What we do is we call I call them pockets, okay. And one of the reasons that, differenti- that differentiates us from everybody else is because of the technology we use. We use what's called census block group technology to find these pockets. So what we're doing is within each of those little tiny census block groups, we're running a search on all 800 of them, looking at both a, a, a small radius and a larger drive time to look at every one of those tiny little points to see if there's a pocket where it would make sense to put a practice there. Okay. Got it. And it's unbelievably precise. Okay. Don't, I, I could go on for 10 minutes about why not to use zip codes, but we don't have time for that. Okay. okay. Um, like I, I can tell you, they basically, they're totally irrelevant and we can leave it at that. But, um, because, well, I can't just leave it at that because, you know, if you look at a zip code. He can't help himself. I can't help myself. Can't help no, they're so big and they're so irregularly shaped that unless you're almost in the exact center of a zip code that happens to be within like a 10, 12 minute drive time on the boundaries, every other point is irrelevant because we're the only people that can actually break it down to that level of granularity. And it come up with like the, you know, the top 10 or the top 20 areas, because what we do not only is look at, okay, where are the pockets where there's a ton of people, but not very many dentists, because they do exist. I guarantee you, for example, the the, the ratio for a general dentist is 2000 to one. That's kind of a generally accepted term. Everybody's heard it. We're going into major suburban cities and finding ratios of three, four, five thousand to one every day that nobody believed existed. I got a question about ratios because ratios are so important to me when I'm looking at this stuff. Um, so the, the ratio, actually let's, let's ask David, like what are the, without going into any detail, what are like the top five things you look for and ratios better be one of them, of course. Um, when you, when you're picking the real score, um, you know what I mean? It, what What's that? What are those five things? Well, to me, to me, the ratio is first. OK. And what I was going to finish up my last sentence is when we do that looking for pockets, you know, I'm kind of like a politician. I'm going to steer you back to what I want to answer, not what you're asking. By the way, I, I by the way, David, I'll answer your question in 30 seconds. OK, we're going to we're going to edit that out anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> most most of this most most of this entire podcast is just me. Yeah, just so I, I, I noticed knows. that from episode zero, John. Like, <laughs> Mike's over there looking good. I mean, by the way, I, I asked Mike if he was going to wear that same shirt for all twenty-eight episodes. No. Hey, it's my lucky right. shirt. What do you want? His lucky shirt. Right. <laughs> okay. So, pause for a second. Getting back to that, when we do that pocket, okay, when we look for that search, we're also stratifying it based upon a household income level. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Thank you. Perfect. So is that one of the five? Well, the first one is competition, right? The ratio. But that ratio needs to be filtered by a household income level because you don't want us, I mean, you know, you don't want us to give you like the top 10 results and 15 of them are in the slums because, yeah, there's no doctors there because nobody wants to practice there. (laughs) Okay, so that's two. That's two. So, um, the third one is, is it a good fit for 
the dentist? Does he see himself living there, working there? Does it the right kind of schools? Is it the right kind of families? That sort of thing, right? Love okay. that. That's the third one. And then only once you pass the first three step, the first three steps, do you go to the fourth step, which is deep dive on demographics. Okay. Because there's no reason to pay for a demographic study if the competition is terrible, right? Because you can you can overcome bad demographics if you have an area with good competition, okay? Or even mediocre demographics. But you can have outstanding demographics. But if that ratio is 800 to 1, you're going to struggle, okay? And that affects your business plan because you're going to have to a- allocate two, three, four times the amount of a typical startup to marketing, just to make inroads into that practice. So that's something if you determine right up front, that determines how much money you need to go to a lender for. That determines how, you know, how excited your distributor gets about bringing you on board, all this kind of stuff. I mean, it has implications throughout the whole process. So that's number Love four. That. That's number four. And then, and then number five, that's when you go to your commercial real estate broker. Okay. If you say, I know the pockets, Okay, I know the pockets. It fits my family. The demographics make sense. Then you go find a space within that little pocket to either buy, you know, either to rent or build or buy or whatever. Okay, but you awesome. know, that's that's when you do it. So, so let me ask you a question. And thank you for like that's that's fairly well in, involved. And and now you now everyone actually realizes why this comes right after the vision, right? right. This, this is very important. Yep. Here's my question, because you brought up a great, great point in that fourth segment, and that was how this, this sort of report contributes to the marketing program. Do you ever work alongside a marketing group to help them understand how to take this information from this data set to say, look, here's how we should work together to make sure this dentist works really well and from day one is going to crush it? I love that question. That was my favorite (laughs) question. You nailed it. Episode done after he answers this. Done. (laughs) Go, go, David, go, go. The the answer is yes, we work with marketing companies, but as you have just visibly demonstrated, we need to work with a lot more. Okay. Yeah. Because that is really overlooked. I mean, and I'm, I'm just being honest with the marketing firms out there. I've no, talked we, to. We don't like of, we don't like honesty on this show. You went uncensored. I'm going to tell you, I haven't run into too many marketing firms that actually do deliver on their promises. Uh, okay. You're you're exactly right. I've run into a lot of them that overpromise and underdeliver, and. You know, again, with my background, with looking at be looking at things strategically from a CFO standpoint, I mean, look, from the, the hardest thing you could do, whether you're a dentist or anybody, when it comes to marketing, is measure the return on investment on your marketing spend, right? And that's where you need someone like us to, okay, you know, why send postcards to every Tom, Dick, and Harry in a zip code when 90, 80% of them aren't even in your market, right? So, so this is a great point, and. And and really, unfortunately, what happens in my in you know I've been doing this for twenty plus years, twenty five plus years, done a lot of practices over my career. Mike has too, and and our contributors. When people stumble into this industry and they say, "Oh my gosh, this is a great industry," I'm working with you know 
like-minded individuals, small business owners that are educated. They get what I'm saying. They need what I'm saying. And ultimately, they have success, especially if working with someone that actually does the job right. The unfortunate piece in this is it, they rinse and repeat this information. They think that it's going to work over and over and over again, no matter where that dental practice is, no matter what type of dentistry it is, no matter what type of insurance it is. So the reason why marketing sometimes doesn't work is it's not a rinse and repeat process. Every right. dentist no. is different. Every storefront is different. Every vision statement is different for the, the, the doctor. And every patient demographic is different. So yeah. this is why we need the this process. People, this is it. You should follow this process. Even if oh, you yeah. stray no, a little bit, can, do it. Pause on that, David, because that, John, thousand percent. I, I usually say 100%, thousand percent. I got off the phone just this week with three marketing companies that my client were, they were, they were um, interviewing. Yeah. And getting quotes and whatnot. And it just felt like, it felt like it was just a canned deal. Like this is one of the 20 doctors that they talked to this week. And do you know how many people asked, you know, what's the demographics of your area? What's, you know, just any good information about the area. Let me give you, let me give you both the story. When I right out of college, I worked. Well, you're going from a story into a story. It's a double story. It's a double story. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's, yes, it's story squared. Um, from the analytical guy, story squared. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, I'm really not the analytical. I'm actually a fun loving guy. I, well, I break the mold usually, but hey, you know, you're the analytical. It makes you feel better to call me that. You go right ahead. That's fine. <laughs> So right out of college, you're doing great, man. Right out of college, I worked for a printing company. Okay. And this was 2007 ish at that time stamps my, my age. Um, but with the printing company, I got the chance to work with Victoria's Secret as a vendor of mine. And what was mind blowing about Victoria's Secret was what Lex Wexner did and the limited brands. And how he replicated his marketing strategy around raw data. And what he would do was he would capture information and then use that information to bring them back. So once someone huh. spends some money, they went into a, 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 a database and then that database said, well, hey, let's send them a 20% discount, right? And then if they, if they didn't go on that, they sent them a 30 and then a 40 and if the 40 caught them, they knew that the 40 was that person's number. And they used they used that data against you. And and that's what the big boys are doing, right? It doesn't happen yeah. today at all, does it? Why aren't we doing that? <laughs> well, you know what? Here's here's the thing. David, you brought this up. And I love using content from this call because it's it's like it's actually validating what we're, we're, we're talking about here, this podcast. So when, when you said that, you know, you know, what Walgreens does, what Starbucks does, or this might've been Mike that talked about it also, you know, we're talking about big business. You're talking about the limited brands, how they do their marketing, how they study the people. 
what people don't understand and what dentists don't understand is this is big business. They are playing in the field of big business. They're playing in the in, in marketing. They're playing it in demographic studies. They're playing it in site selection. They're also playing it in banking. Wall Street owns dental practices. Who has the most money? Wall Street. So they are in the world of biz, big business. Start thinking like big business people. Exactly. Please. Exactly. And it's then kind of the difference here is that it's one thing to say, okay, well, you know, if a Walgreens or a Walmart, you know, I mean, they're going to, they go ad nauseum to make a choice. But when we're talking to individual dentists, we're talking families here. Okay. Individual people. We're talking about legacies. Okay. We're talking about quality of life and all those things that matter to us as people. Right. And, and that's what really excites me because most of my career has been in the business of helping individuals and families and people be successful. And, and somebody mentioned, I think, John, you mentioned earlier before, I was shocked when I actually dug into the dental industry of how, how cool it is, but how, you know, but the, the challenges that the dental industry faces, no one has, has actually helped them strategically do it, John, what you're saying, think big business, but bring big business concepts down to a level that, the individual dentist who has not any really any business training yeah. can understand. Well, and here's here here's what we're trying to do, you know, in this in this process, um, or as some people say, process. Um, you know, for the the price of a couple ham pieces, they're able to bring a partner like David James and his process to to the table, and and that's how you have to start thinking about. And and once again, it's not about cost. I'm just trying to put things in perspective that this is not something that is only Starbucks can do. You know, that's why we're bringing people in a in this location strategy to the masses to help them understand this is what you need to do. Yeah. It's not can you yeah. do it. That's right. Yeah, that's I right. mean the the day, the days of the days of hanging John you say this all the time the days of hanging a shingle and putting up, yeah, like my dad, right? My dad would hang a shingle, and people would show up. Dentist, you'd see dentist, right? And you still see, you, you still see that, by the way. And sometimes, I, you know, the the last time, the last time I, I drove by one of those shops, it was by a, a pot a pot shop, <laughs> and you know, and a nail salon and a dentist. And I was just like, dude, that 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 practice is probably throwing off 300,000 in, in collections if they're lucky. You can't, you can't do that anymore. You have to play the game of the DSO. That's how, that's how the DSOs are winning. And, you know, you could have the best customer service, the best patient experience, the best team. You have all these things, right? But if you don't have the location, you're not going to crush it. You're going to do great. You're going to do okay. You're not going to fail, but you're probably not going to crush it if it doesn't start out the right way. You know, when I, when I think, when I think about this whole entire piece today in, you know, and I'm glad it's a, it's an early on piece for us. Um, you know, I look at that vision piece and, and, and really how that plays into this demographic piece. And, and, and really when we talk about, when we talked to Mladen and getting his mindset of some of the places he chose 
it's it's really incredible. I mean, he's mapped out this entire city of Chicago as his, you know, his war room, if you will, of what's going to fit his his actual dental practice and the vision of his practices. So it's incredible to hear how there is an actual piece. He's done it on his own with some of his own, you know, individuals in his marketplace. But having access to this at a, a national level without boots on the ground, and then you combine that with boots on the ground of a great real estate team, which, you know, we're giving a lot of these people in, in, in various parts of the country access to, to be able to, to get information. I mean, I love, I love where this is starting. Um, David, I think you crushed it today. I mean, I love everything that you've said. And it's really out of the pro I'm sorry to John interrupt you there, but you know, no, but it, we, it's, we literally it's, cut months out of the process. I mean, I've, I've talked to so many lenders and, and distributors and equipment companies that are frustrated because it's taking Dennis six to nine months to make a decision on location. Yeah. And you know, if you follow the process, we can cut that down to, you know, 10% of that. What's mind blowing to me is the lack of, understanding or or the uh, the the lack of vision frankly that most of these doctors have and listeners like before you even reach out to anybody get just watch and li or listen to episode 1 and and spend 2 months on that because if you're so clear about the patients you want to serve and and the marketing that you're going to do and the location that you kind of want to be in, then you could go to David at real score and say, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Find it by, by the numbers. And then David finds it by the numbers. And then you, again, with the vision and now the numbers, you go to the real estate guys and you say, guys, find this. And they're going to be like, easy. Boom, 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 boom. And, and <laughs> right. It's just so much. It's so easy when if you're so clear about it. Yeah. And and Michael and John, I'd like your opinion on this. Okay. Yeah. Again, with my background of doing hundreds of strategic plans and that kind of BS, right? I would submit that part of the that you need to include location strategy as part of the vision casting. Okay. Of course. Not not at a high level, but they need to understand because sometimes you find out things in this location process that will change your vision. Like, you know, if you stumble upon an incredible opportunity, okay, you may decide, well, oh, okay, instead of borrowing half a million from the bank, I want to borrow a million to take advantage of this opportunity and blow it out the water before someone else gets wind of it. I mean, there's yeah. a million applications to it, but uh, what do you guys think of that? Uh, I agree. I agree. I mean, I don't agree on the million dollars and you know, Mike, I was banking kidding. background. I, actually, we, we lost Mike to a defibrillator right I, now. I've been, I've been a banker, Mike. I, I know. I, I, that's why I said that. I went hey, to see what the bank was going for to those, for, that, here. For, those, <laughs> for those that just saw, uh, were listening, get on YouTube and watch the video because I literally just fell off my chair. Yeah, yeah. But nobody was harmed during the filming of this uh, segment. But David, you know, you, you're right. It, it's more about, you know, how do I capitalize on this based on that vision, based on these demographics, based on the opportunities that the real estate people are doing. Then guess what's happening, people? We're going to start talking about banking right after this. Mm -hmm. So all of this helps you. And if you want to do it in a great way for underwriters, Let's develop a business plan, huh? 
Have we thought of this? I mean, someone that's going to give. Imagine that. You know, yeah. Some uh, you. Everyone expects you know to get six hundred thousand dollars just because you have a dr in front of your name. I mean, I would like to know exactly what the vision is. I'd like to know the demographic, or you know, what is the what is the process that you're going to go through to choose this location, and then put the real estate piece into it. That's what bankers want to know. We're trying to put you in a process, a sequence of something that's going to give a predictable result. And guess what that predictable result is going to be? It's going to be provide you with underwriting that's smooth sailing. How about that? You know, what John said about business plans, like uh, too many doctors put business plans together because the bank's requesting it. (laughs) Yeah. How about check? It's a box. How about actually doing a business plan that includes your vision at the top and, and putting in all the opportunity of what's in front of you and presenting that to the bank, AKA the underwriter and saying, Hey, this is exactly why it's going to work. That's the difference between 600 and 650 in a lending. Now, maybe that's not much to you, but that's the difference of potentially getting uh, a new piece of equipment that's actually going to help you enroll. That could help you do a little extra marketing to get a, a quicker ramp up. That could well, the, the be working capital extra working capital that's yeah, that's the big advance and less stress as you open it up. So right, like, and that's the biggest thing you can do to justify the working capital piece. It's not the equipment that's the problem. They're not going to have a problem with that. It's how much working capital do you need to get that's, up? David, thank you for that. It's something that Mike and I are going to preach to the choir all through this process, that working capital marketing budgets are some of the biggest, smartest spends and non-spends of money. Um, We want to make sure it's there, that there's money. We want to make sure we can keep the lights on, that we can pay the right staff. You know, David, you, you really spoke to what we're trying to develop uh, for our listeners and our uh, and our members, and when I and I when I think about that, you know, David, you and I haven't had a lot of time to spend together. We've done a lot of exchanges via email and uh, uh, brief conversations. But what what you brought to the table and that that CFO and that turnaround specialist and someone that understands analytics, but. You know what? You actually brought to the table that you understand the end user and some of the trials and tribulations that we hopefully can avoid by doing it right from the day one. Um, your contribution is going to help a lot of people in this in this process. So thank you. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I really can't tell you how much I appreciate the opportunity to be part of this uh, startup uncensored. Um, podcast series and and John you just hit the nail on the head I mean I come from a service background okay and our goal is to help people it's to help communities especially you know those communities that are underserved with dentists you know to give them you know to give dentists the data to have the comfort to know that it's okay to go to some of these places but then also relate it down to the 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 feet on the street the day-to-day struggle to um, to make that better for people. So thank you guys. I really, really appreciate this time and looking forward to working together as we go forward. Hey guys, thanks again for logging in, being a part of this. Uh, you know, we're super excited about this program. Remember, 
You can always follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. We're on all the podcast channels. Please subscribe. Be a part of our Facebook group as well, where uh, we'll be able to bring all of these episodes, the participants and all of our partners to that private group where John and I will be doing some uh, free consulting and you'll have access to all of these partners. Uh, Log in, be a part of it, ask questions. It's meant to be interactive. So thanks again for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next episode.